Alright, welcome everyone to another episode of Full Definition! <laughs> I'm super excited about this episode, and the reason I'm super excited about this episode is because I've got another guest speaker! Yeah! And it's gonna be amazing! She is gonna be speaking to us right from the heart on a subject that's so, so, so important. But before we get into any of that, here on Full Definition, we are exploring the fullness of life that Jesus talks about when he says the very reason he came was to give all of us, everyone, everywhere, the full life, life to the full. And we're looking at what does that really mean? <laughs> what does it look like? And how can we see that in our everyday lives? And I'm super excited today to introduce Lucy. Thanks so, much. <laughs> so like Lucy, we've known each other for I mean up to five years probably. Yeah. Or something five. like that. Yep. Right? Like <laughs> <laughs> So my favorite uh, story to explain how uh, how I feel about Sarge is when I went to um, an event with some work colleagues. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> well, I'm not sure it yet. was a, a serious event uh, about finance or something. Mm. And <laughs> We were in a very big posh hall oh, in the centre of London. <laughs> yes. And I'm with some colleagues and then I see Sarge on the other side of the room. <gasps> it's Sarge! So um, I say to my colleagues, oh, excuse me a moment. I'm just going to go and say hello to a friend I've spotted. And I go over and Sarge picks me up off the ground and spins me around in a circle. And my colleagues were like, who is that? And I'm like, Sarge. <laughs> I love I Sarge. <laughs> Sarge gets enthusiasm about life. <laughs> I did do that. <laughs> it made me very happy. Yeah. And I feel the same. I just probably can't lift you. <laughs> okay. I, I can use my imagination. <laughs> Try and emotionally lift you. Sarge, yeah, physical. No. <laughs> oh, dear, this is amazing. And you know, you know the thing is. I mean, over time, I've just found a lot of the things you say encouraging, personally, right? I just felt like whatever you say, someone will be, like, encouraged and lifted <laughs> up. You know, not in, in the same way you can't lift me up. You can't lift them up physically, but but why, what do you say? <laughs> yeah, I can't. Can I lift anyone physically? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but by what you say, people will be lifted up. This is why I'm super excited. So guys, today we are talking about fear. Fear. And that's a really, really big topic, right? But before we get into our topic, let's find out a bit about Lucy. Lucy, tell us about yourself. Who are you? <laughs> so, um, I'm a Londoner. There, mm. there are actually Londoners in this world. Not. So I was Red born green. in London and I live in London. I guess I grew up as the the good girl. I'm the eldest in the family, um, you know, the dutiful, quiet one. Um, and God really blessed me academically. I really found school, frankly, quite easy and quite enjoyable. And I, I liked most subjects. Um, I was not gifted with great sporting prowess. Um, <laughs> I am I'm neither particularly strong nor particularly coordinated. In fact, if you throw a ball at me and say catch, I might duck. You've got about a 50-50 chance that I will just duck. And it's it's genuinely, it's just it's just my reflex, you know. It's probably safer for me to do that than to try and catch it. Um, but, uh, yeah, very, very academic and well-behaved. And I grew up with uh, a really... A small family so 
I've got a younger brother and a younger sister and um, they're quite a bit younger than me so I guess my nickname when, when I was a little bit older was a second mum which tells you <laughs> a little bit about um, my conscientiousness and care for my siblings and also how I can be a little bit bossy at times. <laughs> so, Love that. can't believe I just told you that. <laughs> Continuing on the academic thread, mm. um, I, was, I was very privileged to go to a really great university, but I was studying um, mathematics and I was really struggling with it. And at the end of my second year, I got the news um, that I'd, I'd got a third. And that was, I tried really hard. <laughs> I tried really, really hard. Mm. And I was nearly failing. I was 3% off being kicked out. And uh, when I got the news, I physically fell to the ground, which I didn't know I could do because I'm not one of those sort of big physically dramatic people that yeah. you sometimes meet. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was the end of the world. Um, mm. I was, I was so afraid that if I dropped out of my degree, then I, I don't know that there would some impending doom would happen. There would yeah. something terrible would happen. Yeah. Um, which uh, it didn't. <laughs> You'll be pleased. You'll be pleased to know. And um, through a a lot of hard work and persuasion, I actually managed to change subject and uh, come out with a remarkably good degree, including the average of that forty three percent in the middle of it. Um, so it was. Uh, it wasn't something that that came true. But it's interesting to think about why that was so painful to me. You know, people mm. people do drop out of. All sorts of things yeah and they have a very different attitude to how i felt about it um so the question really is not uh what is the situation but why is my attitude to this situation mm. looking this particular way why for me was that so terrifying so i guess that was sort of in in my control um in that i was very much involved in uh in choosing a subject and doing my studies and, and working as hard as i could but another moment for me that has been really key in shaping, um, I guess, my story mm. um, is some knee problems. Um, and I've had 
a lot of knee problems over the years, which thankfully um, are, are mostly resolved. But I had one particular knee dislocation um, that I remember very vividly. It was the, the worst one. It was the only time uh, I had to go to hospital uh, because it was it didn't go back, which I just don't recommend. Just don't do that if you can avoid it. Um, but I, I was afraid for my physical health. I really thought I was going to lose the leg. Um, now, now I know a little bit more. I wouldn't have lost my leg, but it it hurt so much. I it felt like that was what was happening, yeah. and um, that was a really difficult experience. And I was only eighteen, um, so I had a few before that that were less major, but that one was the really um, the one that really got to me. Wow! So you're definitely not someone who has kind of like gone through life with absolutely no fear and just being you know, bulldozing your way through everything and just like, yeah, cruising and sailing all the way. You, 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 you maybe one or two times you, you even encounter something. It, l- it looks different on paper. You know, if you zoom <laughs> out, you read the CV. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You only write down the highlights, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I had, was asked in my interview for mm. my, um, my first job, um, you know, how, how my degree was going. <laughs> it was like... Um, well, you know, <laughs> I had to have a story and, yeah. and I can tell you the story I told the interviewer wasn't quite the same. <laughs> I, I didn't tell them that I fell on the ground yeah, in, yeah, uh, yeah. in terror, but I'm sure I, uh, I persuaded them that it was quite a hard subject mm. <laughs> and it worked. They gave me the job. So there you, go. you can get a job at an investment bank at the moment you're sitting on a third is <laughs> possible. All yes. things are possible. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Absolutely love that. So coming to, to fear, let's look at, I guess, the types of fear. Like, What, what, what would you say the, the different types of fear kind of look mm-hmm. like? Or So there's definitely um, what I would describe as preservation fear. Mm-hmm. So like with the knee dislocation, um, if you become afraid that something bad is going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after that dislocation thinking my knee's going to fall apart again, my leg's, my leg's going to fall apart again. Mm. And so that can be very threat-based um, type of fear. Um, I think also you can sometimes have the opposite, um, what I would describe as security-based fear. So this fear that you will need something and it won't be there, um, something good. Mm. Um, and for uh, people in certain situations, that's maybe um, uh, more problematic. So... Um, if you've grown up in an unstable situation or uh, in poverty, then the fear that you won't have food, the fear that you won't have uh, good things that you need mm-hmm. is, I think it is different from that that threat-based um, uh, yeah. feel. And, and the situations that will therefore trigger that, that style of fear are going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, people people often are afraid of public speaking. Um, and I think that's not its own category quite. Uh, even though for some people that is, that is a whole shelf in the bookcase, you know. Um, but I think one of the reasons people uh, find that so difficult is they have an identity-based fear. They have a fear that mm. they're not enough. Mm. And that is one of those uh, utterly profound fears that I mm. think only God really speaks to. You know, who who are you? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's probably, in some sense, uh, the one that is hardest, the one that I would say <laughs> um, 
you know you, you can go to some great psychologists uh, and and talk it all out and and do all of these practices but deep deep down that's the that's the most important one that you've got to deal with who are you yeah yeah i love that i mean the fear of not being enough it 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 cuts across so many things so many situations mm. right i mean with people who are at work and feeling out of their depth even though they they have the job so like someone else yeah. believes that they can do it yeah but in some way they they they, they feel inadequate and it could be like because they were told i remember when I came here, like for school, I went to a school in Twickenham, but I spoke to the head of school there and I told them about my university ambitions. These, these mm-hmm. are the universities I want to apply to. And I listed all these universities mm-hmm. and he goes to me, oh, no, 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 that, that's just too unrealistic. You'll wow. never make those grades. I just don't think your, your, your performance is good enough. <laughs> and, I, and, and I remember just thinking, you don't know me. <laughs> Maybe this is why we're such good friends. So um, when I was at, at, at school, we were meant to go and get our predicted A-level grades. Yeah. And then that would guide what universities you could apply to. Mm. And every, and you had to go to the headmistress's office or, or something. I can't remember. But you had to physically go and pick them up. Yeah. And every single girl in the year went and got their grades. And I was like, I'm not going. <laughs> and I was I was very obedient. So everyone's going, what's what's up with Lucy, right? Why has she suddenly decided to rebel? I was like, well, you know, if they say that the grades are bad, then I'll be discouraged. And if they say that the grades are going to be really good, then I'll be tempted to not work. I'll do me. You go mm, away. Um, so good. <laughs> which, is, which is really bizarrely similar, I think, yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, your kind of reaction to being told. I just avoided it. I was like, I don't want to be told. I'll, I'll do what I want. Um, and actually, um, I remember, so I was a, considering applying to Oxbridge and there was a, a, a Oxbridge group at the school <laughs> where you got to is. be in, uh, you got to do interview practice, um, but it was by nomination. So students were invited to oh. be in the group. Mm-hmm. And I remember a, a lovely friend of mine um, who wanted to apply being very worried. And she was like, oh, you know, do, do you think they'll ask me? Do you think I'll be allowed to be in the group? I really want to be in the group. Um um, oh, you'll be fine. You'll be in the group. And I just looked at her and I was like, whether I am or not is irrelevant. You know, I will be applying. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm not, I don't really care about what the school <laughs> thinks of it. Um, yeah. Mm. And I think if I hadn't got in, I, I also would have been like, okay, that's clearly not going to have been a place where I would thrive. Mm. Um, and the irony, of course, was that the first two years, probably I didn't thrive. And then year three and year four, I really did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really loved it. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, a little bit of stubbornness. But th- that um, that fear that my friend had was mm. that somebody else would say that she shouldn't apply. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was somehow the final word Mm, on it right yeah um and that's not to say you shouldn't listen to wisdom of course you know and listen to your teachers and you know if they're saying maybe you can't go to uni at all um maybe skipping straight to the the top universities in the in the world isn't the best plan but um you know you have to you have to select information that's coming at you and test versus an understanding of who you are Mm. and say do I see that? Is yeah. is that who I am? Is it helpful information about me that I 
I didn't know, mm. or is uh, is it just it's just not true? It's just not true. It's just not Literally. true. Or maybe, or maybe it's true, but I want to try anyway. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's true now, but I think it can change. I don't want to be true in the future. You know? <laughs> it, it literally. That's why people get gym memberships, right? Yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. currently go to the gym, but they want to be a person who does. <laughs> the <laughs> so truth is, on so them good. currently, is that they don't go. But you would never change. You'd never improve if you, if you believed. Well, not ev- not only mm. if you did, if you believed everything that people said about you. Yeah. But also if you only believe that who you are is who you'll ever be, mm. then. Why would anyone ever join a gym? Yeah, yeah, that's so good. That's that's, that's amazing. And you know the the, I, I really love that coming coming to coming to that point. There there was the uh, about sort of uni times. I I'm just reminded of the fear of the unknown. You know, it was an environment. So the university environment was sort of like an unknown for me. <laughs> I just had I had no idea at the time what it was going to be like. What it, I, I knew it was going to be tough, and like. You just have this sense that there is when things are unknown. Mm. Um, there's something about fear that is linked to control, almost in a way, or at least a certain type of fear, mm. right? That 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 I, that I would sort of link is the fear of the unknown. It's just like, well, if I could control this outcome, if I could mm. influence it, then I don't really need to be afraid. But actually, if I encounter a situation where I, I just yeah, I, I just can't do anything. Like it's just like, and then and then it's suddenly you're afraid of the outcome because it's like, oh, even if I try to do the mm. very best that I could do in this thing, it still wouldn't influence this. You know what do I do? Like the threat based thing we're talking about is the fear of a specific outcome. Yeah. Whereas the fear of the unknown here is a fear of a range of outcomes from like bad to catastrophic right Mm. and we tend to ignore the good outcomes and just seek to protect ourselves from the potential really bad ones like that's what we do Mm. so the fear of the unknown in a way kind of stems from that identity fear you were talking about earlier Mm. because i think it's essentially where we realize our limitations we we are sort of confronted by our own humanity realizing that there are many things that are outside our control. Mm. And we tend to encounter these kind of situations when we go into something new, right? When we're just in a situation where it's genuine uncertainty. It's like... Nobody knows. Yes, literally like there is no one that just knows anything. And you're just like, "Ah, (laughs) what do I do? (laughs) So we... um... We actually were talking about this at work. So at work at the moment, I'm involved in innovation. Yeah. And when you're doing something that is totally new mm-hmm. and at the edge, it it doesn't fit in this ecosystem that says, you know, what's the what's the return on the investment? What's the yes. probability of success? What's the you know? It just is killing us. Yeah. So we're we're looking at them in a different way, and we're saying um, we're going to do something exploratory and the success rates are going to be lower. <laughs> but the difference is we will not do what we do with some of these huge programs, which are like a giant fleet that just keeps on moving yes. no matter what, because it's just the plan. <laughs> you can't do innovation like that. You have to be like, oh, let's try that. Oh, no, okay. Uh, you know what? Throw that one out. We're just yeah. not doing it. Change yeah, direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so there is a... You have, to, you have to know what situation you're in. Mm. You know, is this something that 
um, you want to push into, yeah. right? Is this a new habit that you want to form that you don't know if you're going to manage to do this thing? You don't know if you're going to get into that university, but yeah. you want to press in. Mm. Um, and that's that's often an identity-based thing where our fears are because we think it'll be a judgment upon us mm-hmm. um, if we fail in that situation. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's when you listen to a small child learning to speak, <laughs> they try all the words, right? Mm. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. They, they literally have to test every shape in mm. their mouth mm-hmm. to start to figure like, oh, okay, this is, this is what's going to work. Yeah, right? yeah. Is that child failing? <laughs> are you judging that child yeah, 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 for yeah. how bad they are at yeah. the thing they're trying to do, which is mm. talk? Mm-hmm. No, you're like, oh, let's so talk like, to that yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. really like, excited. <laughs> You know, yeah. what you just said reminded me of this amazing picture. So, <laughs> we are children of God. Mm. Sometimes I feel like a lot of our fears are learned. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, for example, you see kids, when they ever, you, when you see kids try to solve one of these child jigsaw puzzles, like put the star in the star shape. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not afraid to try take the star and try and put it on the square shape. Yeah. And they twist it around. Yeah. And, and you're, you look in there thinking... Oh, come on. Obviously, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, how can you even think that yeah. the star would go? Yeah. But the kid's just exploring. Like, wh- where does this go? Maybe maybe it goes here. And so they're not afraid of what we have termed failure, like you were just mm-hmm. talking about. They're not afraid of it. But, but, but I remember this one time when there was a kid who, I can't remember exactly what they did, but we were sitting in a living room and a bunch of adults and the kid did something. And... The kid was like, yeah, I made a mistake and it's fine. And suddenly everyone in the, all the adults started laughing and some people were pointing and then the kid just started crying. And I just thought, oh my goodness, we just taught this kid how to be embarrassed. (laughs) We just taught them. And then now they're going to be afraid of doing something wrong. Do you see what I mean? You know, we did not. And I just thought, whoa, that's crazy. A lot of the fears, well, not a lot of them, maybe some of the fears that we have, we've learned. Yes, And I believe definitely. we need to unlearn those fears. You need to yes. unlearn it. So there's a rewiring of your brain that needs to happen to be like, actually, even if I do this thing that people term embarrassing, mm-hmm. I'm just learning whether this works or not. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that whole thing of being like, we are children of God. And so in, in that child space in front of a father, we can do things, we can explore and put random shapes that don't fit and stuff and yeah. be like, oh, I, now I know how this works and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it must be so, like, he must just be watching us sometimes being like, nearly, nearly oh. oh, come on, come on. He's like willing you yeah, to yeah, yeah, get yeah. it right and figure it out. And he's like, oh, uh, you're cute. I love you anyway. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> we'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's one of the things where I, I don't I don't know in in my life what fears have I learned. I think mm. one of the things is like probably the fear of failure, and then I'm now having to unlearn it. Mm-hmm. So we have this projection. I mean, like in the in the kind of environment we work in, if you make a mistake, it's some it can be sometimes a costly mistake, or yeah. it can have a it can have a big impact right mm-hmm. so then you're under this like immense pressure you don't want to to be seen to to be a failure and that comes back to probably the identity of yourself do you do you 
have a full knowledge of that identity or do you project what you believe is right for that situation? I think I've definitely been in situations at work where people are stressed out. Uh, I've been in a lot of those situations. Um, Often when people are a little bit stressed about things, I, I get a little bit stressed as well. I get, I get caught up in it. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, we really have to do this thing. Um, there's been a few situations where it's just it's just big time. You know, it's yeah. like, whoa, I can't deal with that. That yeah. is too much. That is su- super scary. Um, and what's been interesting in those times is I have definitely thought, wow, thank God praise God that I'm Christian because Mm. I don't know how these people are dealing with this stress. Mm. You know, I know that if, if this doesn't work, if, if we, if the bank goes under, we lose lots of money, whatever, Mm. you know, what things that to them are the end of the world, just like for me in doing, doing my degree, that Mm. third felt like the end of the world. It felt like judgment upon me. They, you can see, they feel like the sword is hanging over them because Mm. of, their success or failure at work mm. and that is unbelievably scary and stressful and they're completely caught up in that story whereas i'm kind of like well you know i have god <laughs> <laughs> so he is the ultimate judge in my soul yeah and i will do my best don't get me wrong right i don't <laughs> want the bank to fail the consequences would be terrible yes. um yeah, so yeah, 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 it's yeah. not that i'm not aligned with them mm. but my per- I haven't put my life on the line for it. Um, whereas some of them, you really, you really see that it's it's their whole life. It's mm. their whole, you know, they they've given all of their time and their energy and literally their life force yeah. to this career or you know um, whatever whatever combination of things they've given it to, um, and that mm. that kind of fear is what, why I say that identity-based fear, this idea yeah. of judgment upon you and who you are. Mm. Only Christ can speak to that. Mm. And it's striking to me that, you know, every single religion, in inverted commas, in the world, is saying you just have to do this stuff. You just have to become this person. You mm. just have to follow this, you know, three-point mm. plan to, <laughs> to become who you are. It's very like work, actually. You know, you go to wow, work that's, and that's, yeah. you have to do the level one and yeah, then you get a promotion yeah. and you do the level two. You, everybody's trying to follow the path. Mm. And Christianity is the only, only voice in the whole world that comes in and says, nope, <laughs> no, stop yeah. it. Yeah just receive Mm. Mm. receive forgiveness from me Mm. and let me climb the ladder for you let me deal with the problem for you yeah and so that judgment that identity judgment just Mm. vaporizes because who am i well it doesn't matter because look who jesus is right like i'm on his team and like i'm kind of hanging out behind him like i'm literally sheltering from the judgment right sheltering from everything that the world even god himself Mm. would throw in righteous judgment even the things that are true Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. that you are selfish that you do swear too much that you (laughs) do like completely fail to think of others and that you you know whatever it is that some of those things are are false and some of them are really true Mm. but in christ i can hide hide behind the cross in all Mm. of that Mm. and shelter Mm. from all of that 
and it's my identity changes utterly it's not that it doesn't matter what I do and it doesn't matter who I am it's that Jesus says to me precious child come over here Mm. right Mm. I will shelter you Mm. in the same way that you know if a kid accidentally drops something Right, and you don't strangle them and be like, "Damn you!" <laughs> yeah, you don't like. Oh, now you, you know. Well, sometimes, sometimes in our in our human frailty, we can be quite annoyed that they've uh, they've made a mess that we now have to clean out. Right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you, you're not. Um, it's not a judgment on the child. You say, "Come mm. here, come here. Let yeah. me help you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me step in mm. and do what you cannot and teach you." to you know hold things upright <laughs> whatever it is um and and so i think um i still want to talk about the other two kinds of fear yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but that identity based fear mm. i mean yeah your psychotherapist isn't going to help with that mm. guys wasn't that amazing lucy's so awesome and i'm so excited she's going to be on the next episode talking about the other kinds of fear And you definitely don't want to miss it because she's going to be telling us some of the things that she does to help her tackle some of these fears. So definitely check it out. And you know, as I was listening to Lucy just right at the end there, I was reminded of how God introduced himself as I am. And then it hit me. You can't get your identity from someone who is still searching for theirs. Only the person who can genuinely say I am can tell you who you are. So, if you're listening to this and this identity-based fear resonates with you in some way, I just hope you know that you can enter into that child space, you know, that child of God space in Jesus, and just be free. It's the space where you can learn, you can grow, you can make mistakes, you're not judged for making a mess sometimes, and it's just great. It's awesome. I can't wait until the next episode now, but until then, I pray that wherever you are listening to this, you find the help that you need to face the fears that you have in your life.